began with this as a, a style of relating. Uh, the little boy or mama's boy, if I don't try it, I can't be accused of doing it wrong. Uh, this is the uh, passive uh, uh, side of the grid. So uh, often, this male will often let wife, children, and others have their own way and will tend to hide behind silence, uh, newspapers, humor, scripture, etc., like, uh, things like that, uh, and uh, he will hide in that sense. The next one on the passive side is the nice boy. <clears throat> we don't have a little description under, under his. Uh, <clears throat> the, the next, uh, go to the next slide, Monty. Oh yeah, the nice boy is bland, stable, and dull. And uh, I pointed out that this one predominates in the church uh, they, uh, because we tend to polish the exterior and don't deal with what is within. And then there's two other categories. Uh, with the nice boy, the stand-up com comic uh, keeps things light and airy, and so in that way then keeps things away from, from him, uh, fear of exposure. And uh, the nice boy can be seen as a used car salesman, uh, fast talker, controls conversation, manipulates through persuasive speech. And we were in the distant boy. Have we, have we showed the uh, other two pictures? Yeah. yeah, the distant, distant boy <coughs> uses abilities to be affirmed, and uh, then the workaholic, yeah, hides inadequacies behind work, and <coughs> doesn't need to engage that way. Steve? <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, we had uh, talked a little bit about the fact that the distant boy is, is usually very competent, uh, takes charge, is engaged relationally, but <clears throat> that is more in the sense of how it's going to uh, help him function in life. Uh, so he will re engage as far as it services the person to re uh, gain something back or gain something in return for that. Uh, and we talked about the fact that uh, he plays games only so far as uh, uh, you know he will put a time limit uh, on them so that he doesn't uh, over have to get be over involved with the game. There's usually going to be an end to it. <clears throat> okay, we left off with uh, uh, compensations. Be compensation begins by becoming over-involved. So uh, he will keep himself involved, and that way he uh, is not forced to relate as much. And uh, so this is uh, where we left off. Uh, the reason their marriages work is because they're often out of town. So... Uh, So they're only home on weekends, and uh, and if when you're gone most of the time, then obviously it's not as difficult to make things, or things aren't as difficult to work out if uh, you're not there, right? Um, you only are home long enough to sort of only begin to get under the other person's skin, and then you're gone, and uh, then you have a week to sort of let it die, and then you come back home again. So he um, is, in a sense, present physically, but not uh, soulishly. Uh, so he is not there relationally. So he is, uh, but remember, this can even take place with uh, somebody that comes home at night. I mean, if you uh, come home exhausted every night uh, and just crawl straight into bed, you really aren't there either. And then, in a sense, you're only there on the weekends. So um, uh, this person will be engaged in activities where he has a significant level of success, though. Keep that in mind. Like he's going to be a very successful uh, male in that sense and then uh, not engage uh, 
relationally because he's over-involved in that sense. Questions? Comments? Thoughts? The classic. Yeah, I wonder if that wouldn't slide into the, the nice uh, uh, boy a little bit more. I wonder if that one won't, because uh, this one, I'm not sure he's going to come home early enough to uh, watch too much TV. Yeah, or doing something else. Yeah, yeah. Because the night, yeah, to me, the nice boy is the one that is going to be coming home and uh, hiding behind the screen, or in that sense. He will also have a fairly controlled temper, <clears throat> but this is because he is distant. It's not a strength. Okay, it's because he is relationally removed, and uh, he uh, so it won't. It's not a strength. So you have to be careful with that. So uh, there will be times when he will come uncorked. Um, so you can't uh, compliment him for well. You've got a good candle on your anger. It's just that he is removed uh, from the relationship, and so therefore doesn't. Uh, get into the heart of it too often and therefore doesn't run into that conflict which which would uh, get the anger going. So what's actually keeping him from Because he is distant from it. So he has removed himself from it. So he won't allow himself to feel that much. Right. Yeah, because if, yeah, if he is going to go there, then he has to explore what's within, Right. And uh, that is our fear. We want to cover that up and not go, go there and deal with really what's within. Uh, yeah, but even at work, uh, are we relationally involved? Because um, uh, these men won't uh, naturally gravitate towards discipling either. Uh, so even at work, it's going to be um, work that's that is engaging, but not in the in the depth uh, in the level that uh, is necessary to actually work things through. So it's only enough to get a good service in return. So I only keep you going so that you um, complete your work. So it's servicing you, but only so far as it will bring a return to me. In that sense. That's it. The comment that was just made back there about being around people all day is how they come home. There's no surprise when you come home at the end of the day and you have a family. They were there when you left in the morning. They're still going to be there when you come home at night. So, where does that fall in as far as using that as a, you know, people saying, I just want to be with them? Yeah. 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 And that they'll, like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll use any excuse I can. Because <laughs> relating is hard work. And I mean, we are, we are to me, that's the one thing that, um, you know, I would say, well, Bob's comment, I've, uh, men, what do, um, you know, the, the joke was, uh, you know, people use 50,000 words a day. And men have used it all up by 6 o'clock, and women have only begun. So, obviously, there's no communicating, right? Uh, but... Uh, to me, um, the relating uh, needs to take place regardless whether I'm uh, rung out at the end of the day or not. Because um, uh, to me, it's no difference, especially with Sharon working, that, that we come home and it's good just to talk through our day uh, and talk through. But the, the deeper issue is talking through the relational, the relating how do we relate? Uh, when there is, when I do sense a difference between us, do I immediately go there and say, okay, uh, okay, I've sensed something, I missed something here, and vice versa? Is she willing to come at me and say, okay, there was, 
Because we all know there's moments in our relationships, right, you can immediately sense that something has taken place. Are we willing at that point to go there and say, okay, uh, there is something amiss here, and then address it? See, that to me is the harder relational work. Because it's far easier just to say, well, I've had a hard day, uh, we'll talk about it tomorrow. But then tomorrow you get right back into it and you forget about, about what has taken place. Because our, our relationships won't uh, get better if we simply continue to play the game. Um, and for the distant boy, it is simply saying, well, I was busy or keeping myself busy, etc. That keeps me out of the relationship that is primary. Because I'm not going to go to heaven with my work. So I bring relationships to heaven. And that, that I have to keep in mind. Right. Yeah, we have to, that is the distinction. Yeah. Yeah, because at work, um, it, it, it's our vision that pushes me out of my comfort zone. Uh, because I, uh, if, if we didn't have the vision statement of making disciple makers, uh, I could be quite content at work just uh, talking to the faculty about this is how you can improve your teaching or you need to do this or that. But when I, <clears throat> when I get down to disciple making, then I have to talk to them about uh, this kind of stuff. Well, who really wants to go here? And I've got to find my way there with, uh, so that they will hear me, which presents another level of difficulty. Because you can, you can tell people things uh, straight out, uh, but they don't hear. So you've got to find a way to where people are hearing you. And if you, if you don't get them to hear you, you might as well just pack it in. Because then you're just shouting into the wind. So the, the vision statement to me has pushed me out of my comfort zone many, many times. Because as a distant boy... I'd be very fine with uh, just being the dean. And, li and I know exactly how the majority of deans operate in Canada. Uh, I'd be fine. Uh, that would be the great way to be a dean. Uh, but not uh, the vision statement to me has definitely uh, been positive for me. <laughs> but it has definitely pushed me uh, way beyond <coughs> where... Uh, I would, would have been willing to go because it forced me to be relational and it forced me to be willing to address people here at the core, not just their teaching skills. In fact, sometimes letting their teaching skills take sort of second place and going to the core first, which, uh, and sometimes uh, I've talked for, uh, you know, years to try and get some to come along and then I'll have a, 
uh, a big um, sort of a eureka moment, and uh, it's just great, and then you, you wait a while, and, and then another one comes. But just being willing to go there, that, that isn't me. So that's why, to me, we can enjoy our work, Terry, and put ourselves into it, as, but I'd keep myself sort of distant from people. And I, I can see myself still with friends. Uh, it's still a challenge to be willing to be real. And what I find challenging is to make sure it's going both ways. Because uh, I can be real with friends and, uh, because I want to get here, but then they have to become comfortable with it too. And uh, a one-way street only works so long, and then you, okay, this isn't working. But we as males, uh, sad to say to me, we are not good at forming relationships. We are unwilling to be real with each other and uh, unwilling to uh, form those relationships so that we can uh, actually improve and grow. Uh, It isn't in strength that I'm going to enter eternity. It's in my weakness. You know, it's through my weaknesses that I uh, glorify God. Can I willingly say this is where I'm weak? Well, I know relationally uh, that's where I messed up with my kids. I've done a lot better with Andrew, but that's because I was further in my journey with Andrew. Uh, and now we are very working very hard with our other children to, uh, to get back. And I don't find it easy because... Uh, Personally, I, I, I'd be quite fine just being alone. Uh, you know, that, that's me. I'm pulling out of things and uh, staying there and uh, being in my office. I'm perfectly fine in there. I could read till the cows come home. Uh, keep people out. That would be great. So, uh, to me then, to get myself past that, to understand that uh, I have a, an incredible treasure here and that it, there is rewards uh, relationally. Like I have never thought through what a reward relationally there is here because that's not the way our culture thinks because our culture is always in the bed. But my sexuality will increase as this functions. But somehow that's not what we've been taught. And that's not what a distant boy thinks about. So then to work at this relationally has been a real, real challenge. But to me, even where I am today, I want to be further. But where I am today, this already has... Uh, to me, uh, recouped incredible rewards. So I have less and less difficulty saying, I'm the distant boy. Uh, That's me. Um, And then, because what it does is it tells you that's me, and it frees me, really. See, we think that if I expose my weaknesses, uh, then I'm done. Uh, You won't think good of me. Uh, you won't think highly of me, but it's, I don't, I shouldn't be worried about you, because that's the fear of man. I need to be under the fear of the Lord, and I see, I never thought through that one, like uh, Proverbs 1, 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, until I understood what my problem was, and that was the fear of man. So really, when I'm living according to what people think, then I'm saying the fear of man is the beginning of wisdom. See, when I understood that, then I finally began to understand what it meant to fear the Lord. The the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Then I understood it. Yeah. Uh, actions. Um, and maybe even this earlier, but that's 
missing out as well on how would it look in a healthy relationship, but still recognizing that men and women relate differently, so that we're not trying to make each other correct. Identical. Yeah, and we we'll talk uh, next Sunday about that. Okay. We'll come back to that because yes, <clears throat> excuse me, there is a definite way. Uh, we tend to avoid, we need to lead. But it's not the leadership that we're talking about here. Because to me, that's what we're getting messed up with when we're talking about women need to submit and men need to lead. Because we're immediately, when you hear those words, you're defining them according to our culture. And we need to get that out of our heads and put into our heads what scripture is calling us to you know so to me that when I think of male leadership I think of uh, Mark 10:45. I did not come to be served but to serve and give my life as a ransom for many okay and then Christ says uh, or Paul says in Ephesians 5:25, he talks about the fact that we are to love as Christ loved as males well that redefines Leadership. Well, that one I still have to work on. Am I serving the way I could serve Sharon? Have I really served her the way Christ has asked me to? See, and what's fascinating is is that Ephesians 5 does not ask me to wait until Sharon has submitted. And vice versa. See, I, I tend to say, well, you know, when she is up to par, <clears throat> then I'll get with the program. Uh, no, Paul says, no, no, you, you have to lead regardless. And that's challenging. But he has got to continue on then, Nancy. See, he can't wait for you to come. He has got to learn. Now, one of the things that I had to learn was to be able to speak in truth as well because the distant boy or the nice boy is sort of just going to try and smooth everything over as well because he does not want to engage relationally because then it's going to expose where I failed. So I don't want to go there. So he will have to continue to stand up and we'll talk more about that as well. <clears throat> uh, this male uh, will be decisive, uh, energetic, uh, a makes things happen person. Uh, and that's why uh, they tend to get put onto committees uh, because they know how to get things done. Uh, you know what is required of you if you are in a relationship with this type of person. Uh, if you violate that, you will pay consequences. Now, they are not going to be uh, as harsh on you like the next category, uh, but you will know uh, the consequences and uh, that you'll have to pay. Uh, and as I already pointed out, uh, relationships are viewed as a nuisance, and you'll engage just enough to avoid conflict. Uh, and again, that's because I don't want you to see what's really wrong within. So that's what I want to avoid. Because you see, I'm again, see, and that's man's philosophy. We want people to see our strengths, and that's what we want people to base it on. So we're basing things on how people view us. Yeah, that's man's wisdom, not God's wisdom. So that's the fear of man, not the fear of God. So uh, this, this man will have a certain level of control about him. Uh, if uh, things are uh, bad, he'll have solutions just like that. 
we're going to do one, two, three, and it'll get done. Uh, but he will not have engaged relationally. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If they're long enough, far enough along, they'll f have figured ways to get around issues and problems. Uh, that, like, I've noticed, my mind is twirling. Uh, as soon as I hear something, uh, my mind is already working at solutions far too quick. Like, uh, I should uh, actually be much more interested in. Okay, now why did you tell me that? And go there rather than my mind already, okay, I can uh, get around this problem uh, by doing this, this, and this. Uh, I wouldn't call it a defensive mode. I would just call it, a, I'm not listening to what, it's a reactive mode in that sense. You're avoiding my fixing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, personally, I need time to process, but that doesn't mean that, that I am processing things in my head as I'm... I just wonder yeah. yeah, yes, they would. Like, to me, uh, some of the other descriptions that we'll put up here, um, I keep in mind the, the, uh, the nice boy, the uh, used car salesman, uh, is good with words. Okay, uh, but it's smooth, uh, unctuous. Uh, they're smooth uh, with words. Uh, these people are going to use words as well, uh, but they won't be maybe a little bit more biting, etc. In that sense, so we can't. You can't put the use of words just in one side. It's going to come out in the other side as well. Yeah, it's, yeah. That explains the. We're going through these and I'm going, well, I'm that, and you describe the next one, and I'm that, and you describe the next one, and I'm that. But what I'm noticing is I was different ones in different stages of my life. Yes. It's almost like I'm tracking along with everybody. I'm more this now, but I definitely was this as a kid. Yeah. But that makes sense if it's not a personality type. It's, not it's just you learn a new way. That's right. That's okay. maybe more acceptable. Yeah, and you keep those separate because so many people will think right away, well, okay. Okay, because you will think, okay, well, cholerics or the Ds must be the tough and, and uh, the macho. That isn't the case. A very phlegmatic person can come across in their style of relating in a way it will look different than a cleric or a D, whichever one you're used to in personality types. But that doesn't mean that a phlegmatic can't express and yeah. come across in their own way yeah, as very uh, much a Personality-wise, I'm a phlegmatic. Yeah. Uh, and, but people will put me in the cleric uh, quite often uh, because of uh, certain things. At your, so, at your workplace especially. Yeah. So. See, that's what I'm, I'm wondering. That's right. Maybe a distant boy at home, but uh, a macho jerk at work. Yes, and see, and, and that could be because, and think about why though, Kip. Because at work, you have this idea that I have to come across a certain way, and it was successful. It got done what you wanted to protect your image. At home, it doesn't work. So you come across another way. So the, that's why these are styles of relating that you learn to operate within your personality. Okay? Because that's where I've had to really push that because so many think, well, they, they, otherwise you check these out and say, well, that's not me because that's not my personality. It has nothing to do with your personality. It does an extent, but it's going to be how your personality gets fleshed out in various places, and that's what you have to keep in mind. You, you tend to operate on one more 
Well, yeah, like I haven't been indicating that for me it's more the distance, though. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think at home, I'm, that's where I think we've struggled in trying to identify me, but I think at home I would go more into the nice, nice boy. But there's things there that don't quite fit, so probably my relating style crosses the, mm -hmm. the boundary between one and the other, but I sort of sit in the distant. Uh, but I know, that, I know that I can pull the macho jerk, and I know mm -hmm. I can pull the little boy as well. Mm -hmm. So it just, it's just, you know... Whichever's going to work. Yeah. I, I, know, I know a man who is very much the macho side, but when he had to start working in the home because it was required of him, pulled off the little boy. Well, I don't know how to do this. What do you mean clean the stove? I can't do that. So that it was like, see, don't ask me to do something because it's out of my element. So then you pull off the little boy acting like you don't know what to do in order to get away with it. But typically would be operating more on the aggressive avoiding side. But where necessary went into the, the passive side. <laughs> <laughs> I missed some expressions, did I? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> On this side of the continuum, uh, the male will have an other-centered contempt. Uh, so uh, uh, it's not self-contempt, which is on the passive side. On this side of the continuum, it's other-centered contempt. So um, disgust uh, and Do I need to say more? Do I need to help you out with that picture a little bit? <laughs> Tend to have a disgust for people that don't uh, have it together or don't do it right or etc. Or demand Or yeah, or demand of my time. That's the big one. Yeah. Don't encroach on my time. <laughs> so really have to work at it. See, and that to me is where our discipling thing again is uh, works right against uh, me my grain because <clears throat> uh, I've got an office that doesn't have a window and uh, the, uh, we can't get the uh, air conditioning working right between, there's between five offices on that side so the only way I can keep sane in that office is to keep my door open. Well, what happens? Oh, your door's open. <laughs> so, so it works real well. Uh, it helps me deal with me. Okay, then we have... Uh, uh, the Don Juan uh, within this uh, group here or, and uses sexual or emotional power to control. Sorry, that's within the distant group? Uh, within the aggressive avoidance. Yeah, so between the distant boy and the macho jerk. Is there another one, huh? No, there's just this one, then there's the macho jerk. This is the uh, fellow at the other end of the continuum. Yeah, they're the same. So, oh, the one, the Don Juan is uh, between the, between the uh, distant boy and the. Power to control. <clears throat> I worked with a man like this, and uh, <laughs> to me it was always just fascinating to watch uh, as we would go for lunch or uh, uh, um, there weren't, weren't many women on the job site, but uh, we'd go to lunch and uh, the, nur uh, the nurses, the waitresses would almost crawl into his side of the booth uh, to get his order, uh, just... And he would, uh, it's always baffled me, I'll, I'll watch, see what he does. But uh, he had to do very little. Uh, it was uh, quite something. He was the Don Juan. The macho, uh, the macho jerk, the macho boy. Uh, now keep in mind that uh, it, <clears throat> uh, he's going to be very aggressive, uh, but he's going to use uh, either either verbal, physical, or sexual violence. So uh, keep in mind when you're when you're looking at um, um, sexual or uh, verbal, you've got like we tend to think with uh, abuse that we think of only sexual abuse or physical abuse. But 
Abuse can also take place uh, through words. Okay. Uh, so they overpower you with their intellect or uh, it's just words that are used to dominate and control you in that sense. So he is using uh, uh, verbal, physical, or sexual violence to control the situation, to master his world, but it is to avoid. Okay, so he doesn't want you getting close to him. Well, and you couldn't see, uh, you know, who wants to get close to this kind of man, right? Uh, they just use it to keep you away. Um, so he really is hiding his cowardliness uh, behind a, a misuse of his strength or his abilities. So he's going to compensate by dominating you. And he won't touch uh, character defects. He won't go there. Uh, in fact, his self-awareness is almost nil. Okay, so uh, what it, uh, if you ever have the uh, gall to stand up to him, uh, then he will tend to pull off another uh, relating style. He won't admit uh, that uh, there's anything wrong uh, because... Uh, sort of what I consider my moment of uh, beginning the, this journey which occurred on, uh, on a job site um, it's over 20 years ago now but where I finally was starting to take a hold of who I was it was actually standing up to this type of man and what surprised me was that when I did uh, then he pulled the mama's boy on me and I, it just threw me because I had never uh, never seen him act any other way. It was always with this uh, very aggressive verbal violence to me, though he had pulled uh, physical violence as well. But uh, all of a sudden it was, you know, if I would have known this material, it would, <laughs> sure would have been helpful at that point in time. So his uh, orientation is going to be authoritarian and dogmatic. And rules apply to others, not him. So, so his primary mode of operating is in relationships is going to be through fear and intimidation because he does not want you to get anywhere near him uh, or to the, root of, uh, um, to the root of the issue in his heart. He's going to hurt you and then often make up. So, so often like a Jekyll and Hyde. So very strong, and then he'll come around with kindness and try and, try and make, make up with you. Yeah. Yeah, it's a cycle, and so it'll come around in a matter of time. Yeah. Carmen? Yeah. Yeah, in the schoolyard. Yeah. Yeah, that way they don't uh, they don't have to deal with things. So they're really really afraid of their inadequacy. So what <clears throat> what it really is revealing to you is their insecurity. But our you know somehow when we're in the middle of these situations we don't think about those things because uh, we're just trying to save our hide, right? Uh, it's kind of coming off in big strips, and uh, we're not really thinking about uh, the other person and uh, uh, where they are. But I think if you uh, understand um, some of these relating styles, when you're in those situations, it actually gives you uh, compassion for them. Uh, and you begin to see the world completely different. And it really helps when you don't look at yourself so much. Like, really, he's not hurting me, unless it is physical, uh, but... It usually won't be physical violence if, if it's adults, but uh, it's, their violence will usually come out on children. But, uh, so it won't usually be that way, but if you can just remember uh, that sense, um, well, yeah, I guess in certain cases it does. Yeah. Yeah, to the spouse. But if, you know, uh, 
if you're in your workplace and if you're not so focused on yourself, then you can begin to, uh, and that's what happened to me. That's where I finally stood up and realized that, um, I mean, he was throwing all sorts of things, and uh, they, but they weren't coming at me. Uh, so at least then you figure, okay, I can uh, bear some of this. Oh yeah. <clears throat> oh yeah. Yeah. Threaten what? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sharing work for a fellow like that. Yeah. Okay. So our our basic core issue with the males is avoiding entering into life and relationships. Uh, it's not in entering into work. That, that's, to me, not the issue, but it's avoiding entering into relationships and doing the relating work, the, the hard work of relationships, uh, being willing to talk uh, about why did you just do that? Uh, you know, okay, why did you uh, pull the little girl on me? Why did you just pull the distant boy on me? You know, it's entering into that work, the relational work, so that our relationships grow and are strengthened. Uh, we have enough going against us in life uh, not to make sure we're working out these things in our relationships. Do these things look different same sex to other sex? Like men interacting, relating to men? Well, I would, I would just say that we use uh, maybe different relating styles on different men, uh, but I... Because I don't think I pull different ones, I may pull different relating styles on different males, but I don't think I pull that, uh, uh, that well, with Sharon, I, you know, what kind of relating styles do I pull on her? And because, uh, I think I can say it right, hon? She's not listening. Uh, because she is the busy bee and I'm the distant boy, uh, we sort of function well together. But then we produce the distant home. <clears throat> Did I make enough? He needs to switch to the. Well, we'll wait. Uh, can you go back to go back to the complete continuum where it shows all of them and the great. But I want to read through these questions first. In uh, in actual oh, yes. The macho jerk. As he would at home. Very strict, but also not engaging. So telling the kids what to do and being very authoritative about it. Um, being very aggressive to where even if you don't think he's going to hurt you physically, uh, you know that you don't want to cross him because you've seen maybe him become very aggressive and throwing things and hurting other things. So there could be a real fear base there. Um, but he, he, might, uh, he might pull uh, different relating styles on different kids as well. Yes, definitely. So uh, it's not, you know... It's, it's not easy to yeah. nail them down. But you have to watch. I mean, because it, it comes across so um, so different depending on the individual. Like, it's amazing to me how even um, how a father can come across even as a Don Juan to his daughters or to his wife so that you get that sense that that the girl may get the sense that only her sexuality, her body, her physical appearance is anything of importance and maybe comments are made to them. 
And remember, when we talk about the abuse of home, it can be to shame. So I could see where the, the macho might shame the kids into getting them to work or to do things for them. But you don't dare, you get the impression you don't dare challenge dad, however it will come across. And, and using, again, intellectual ability, you know, like, oh, that's crazy logic, why would you even think that way? So that you begin to think that you can't think. So when a person comes across using intellectual ability, physical, sexual, any of those things, emotional. So you can be very controlling in, in a variety of ways. Yes. Yeah. It's an abuse of power. Intellectual, all of those things. Yeah. Shutting you. Shutting they would, you out. They would probably be be aggressive first, though, and then maybe walk away. So that you know that you know what? Don't even. This is this is the end of the subject. We're not talking about it. And that's it. No negotiating. Absolutely. Christy. Absolutely. But still. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm all male, baby. Look at Noah. It can be very much the intellectual powers. Okay. See, that's what I'm saying. It can be the intellectual powers. It's the ability to be able to shut you down because I know more than you. So don't even question me because I know it. So that's what I'm saying. It doesn't have to be the, like, that's why I like even the one picture. It's the little guy, you know, and it doesn't mean that he looks even physically strong. It's just coming across strong. He has to be in control at all times. And yeah. don't question me. I am, I am the authority on whatever it is. General George Patton. But yet yeah, not even that picture, though. Yeah, that's still very, But he was a short man. He was a small man. But see, some, though, can be very, uh, maybe you look very wimpy, look, look wimpy. But see, that's the thing, is that they use, if they abuse their powers, though, verbally and intellectually, it still has the same effect. No matter how soft-spoken they are, they can still... They can control. cut with their words. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, yeah, so whatever power they need to use to get what they want done, whether that's word power, intellectual power, uh, sexual power, or physical power. Absolutely. Is, is she not even aware Okay, but and this is the thing that's fascinating, because if, if a little girl comes out of an abusive home and she pulls a little girl to survive, what is a macho jerk to her in a dating relationship? He's the hero. He's the knight in shining armor. So d he's the one that she wished would have been there for her in the abusive home. Not realizing that that's what she's getting now as a husband and that while he's being protective right now, it's going to turn on you, honey, after you're married. Or it may come on your kids or whatever. So that's the thing I find very fascinating is that you can be blinded because you want that. You wanted that kind of person for you. It doesn't mean that she came out of an abusive home, but... I mean, sometimes they'll choose the opposite coming out of that, but you can see where it can happen. And you could end up being then a very <coughs> desperate woman still looking for love because this guy isn't really loving you afterwards. first way is by recognizing you. If you aren't willing to go there in your own life, it's going to be very difficult to have eyes to see the other person because if you want to be blind and you don't want to deal with you, you don't want to deal with the opposite sex or, yeah. the, or the other if person. You're, if your kids don't see reality in your life, uh, they're not going to look for it in their own. And, and you know what? You can help your children even when they start pulling off these <coughs> kind of styles of relating. Yeah. It's really good. I mean, it was really interesting to me because... <laughs> 
once you've had students in the class that have been there, and I remember this guy coming up to me going, ah, oh, come on, Mrs. Newbell, you know you like me. Won't you, give me a, uh, won't you give me an extension on this assignment? I mean, come on. And I said, quit pulling a Don Juan on me. He was like, oh, and I was like, yeah, that was a Don Juan. You know, coming up and being really nice, and you know, you like me. Give, would you give me a, would you give me an extension on this assignment? No, sir, because that won't help you. <laughs> so you know, because that's using your sexual power relationally to get your way. So don't smooth talk me. I know what you're doing. So it's. It's being aware of that so you can help. So those that, you know, with your own kids, you can help them understand what they're doing when they're using different things. Unfortunately, they've learned it from us, right? So, uh... Yes. <laughs> so you will see some of the related stuff based upon how you relate. <laughs> if you admit it, yes. It should make us easier to recognize kids. Yes. So, yeah. And you know what? They'll be very frustrated if you only pull it on them but aren't willing to admit it yourself. That's, again, using your intellectual ability and what you've learned against your kids to get them to behave a certain way, and that's wrong. And against your spouse. And against your spouse, absolutely. Yeah. So there needs to be grace because, I mean, I can see maybe what Waldy's doing, but you know what? To accuse him means to point the fingers back at myself. And to realize that, whoa, what am I doing and how am I doing it? And that's why it's been... It's interesting going through this because the longer you do this, the more you see yourself and you realize different things. And it's like, oh, sometimes it really hurts when you're really, when you're really honest about why am I doing what I'm doing. I, I handed out the piece of paper. We'll probably have to close with this because I know we need to let people in the church service here. But I want to go through some of these things because to me this is really crucial. And hopefully you will do your style of relating journal on this next week. You know what? Uh, do you want to grab a sheet from someone? Then? This is the only one I have. Okay. Oh, what's coming in two weeks? Mark's just reminded me. Is that when April the 9th is? Is that in two weeks? Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> April the 9th, we're looking to have a potluck lunch here. <laughs>